Welcome to More Than a Budget, a podcast presented by Relational Media. Co-founders Jeff Fine Thomas, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and John Mitchell, a certified financial planner, combine the fields of psychology and personal finance to help couples improve their relationships and discover what is more important than money. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Jeff. Today, we're going to be talking about um, values. And um, it really is, Jeff and I were talking about how this really is kind of, in some ways, the genesis of our podcast, how we kind of came together and got started um, working together, trying to figure out how to bring financial planning and some of the ideas around relationships and therapy together. And it really kind of pivoted around this idea that um, our values are pretty central to how we navigate life together as a couple. Yes, and I, I would say you probably, if you've listened to our episodes, you've probably heard us reference the idea of values over and over and over. So central. We've I'm not sure we've really unpacked it very much though. So I think today is our turn to it's unpacking unpack day. it. It's like that suitcase that um, you haven't unpacked for four or five weeks after a vacation. It's, it's just time. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like that suitcase. Okay, it's not at all like that suitcase. But I do have one of those. That sounds not fun. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, one of the things that I think about is there. And, and Jeff, you've talked about this so much. There's so many things in life that are meaningful to us that we haven't actually put words around. Right. So. How I live my life, I don't, I don't define that. I've, I've never really written a book about the life of John Mitchell. I've never really had to examine it. I just get up in the morning and I keep on trucking, right? Yeah, you go through the motions. Yeah. The routine. And when we get into a relationship with somebody, I mean, at its basic level, we're kind of saying, hey, I would like somebody involved in my life. I'd like to be part of somebody's life. Um, this person um, makes me happy. This person um, tolerates me. Uh, this person is somebody I can do things with. And so you call it a win and you get together and you head down the road together. But there really wasn't a moment where you said, hey, what are we going to build? What are we going to, you know, if we're going to pair up and do something, what is it specifically that we're going to do with our lives? Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if people mistake the feeling of being in love with the idea that you might do something together, you might cooperate to build something over time. Mm-hmm. You know, c- because I think we're sort of set up really to to seek the falling in love part. Yeah. And we assume we're going to live together. And, you know, most of our dreams in life, we've somewhat established those prior to meeting a spouse, right? Yeah. And so we just kind of assume that, the spouse is going to come along and help me achieve my goals, and maybe I can help her achieve her goals, right? I think the word assume is the very appropriate one right there, and it's unspoken. And so I don't think it should be a huge surprise that for relationships to struggle with money, um, to struggle with direction, um, you know, we, we jokingly keep talking about, you know, I can't seem to get on the same page when there was never actually a deliberate effort to define what that actually means and how are we going to go about doing it. So let's define now. So, you know, the word we're using is values. That term, that word has been used many, many ways um, over time. 
What, how are we defining this one? I think of them as organizing principles is yes. one way to say it. Yeah. Um, I think of it also as a little bit of worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like a recipe, right? I've got my organizing principles, you know, a half a cup of worldviews. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think of, you know, maybe three quarters of a cup of aspiration. Um, you know, maybe half a cup of avoidance. These are the things that I don't want in my life. <laughs> but we kind of mix those things together and you end up with, you know, what, what my values are. Yeah, I think I think they're like the ideas or the characteristics of what is most important to us. Mm-hmm. Can you? I mean, I think it's pretty important to to know what those things are, to have said them out loud, yes, um, or to write them down. Um, you know, I think a lot of people go through life just wanting either more of good stuff or less of bad stuff. Sure. Um, and I'm a business guy, right? I'm in the field of finance, so I can't help but think about this in business terms. It's not the only way to think about it, but, you know, I, I can't imagine somebody saying, you know, I, I really want to be in business for myself. I really want to start a new company or I want to start a new enterprise. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what we're going to make, but let's get started. Mm-hmm. Nobody would lend money to that. No. No. And and without a plan, without a core idea of what it is you're going to make and how you're going to do it and who's going to do what in the company, it's destined for failure. Yeah. And so, you know, the idea of values is in a lot of ways, it's to borrow that business analogy, it's what are we making? I think I think one of the things I want to clarify adding to what you're saying is that values are the things that our resources are used for, mm-hmm. whether we do that consciously or not. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when we're talking about values and through the lens of your business idea, we're not, we're not saying um, money is the valuable thing. Correct. We're saying something more important than money is the valuable thing. Yeah, I would say it's this, <clears throat> it's progress on this thing. It's it's progress on this thing that we share. It's um, it's this idea that says we accept. Let me let me back up just a, a little bit. Okay. You when you start bringing resources into this discussion, we have to talk really briefly about scarcity. Because we all have to recognize right off of the get go that we have a limited amount of Time, energy, patience, money, right? Yep. Sleep, mm-hmm. all the core resources. Um, we only have a certain amount of those things. And so we will always have more demands. The world will always be advertising to us with more shiny things. There's no shortage of things that we could do, that we could be um, interrupted to go do, that we could be... Um, lured away to go do, mm-hmm. we could be enticed to go do. Right. But if we don't have a strong sense of what we're doing and why it matters and why we're going to say no to other things, then we really have a, we find ourselves in a pickle, right? Because we have more things to spend money on, more things to do with our time than we have the resources to do. 
Sure, you're you're subject to the will of advertisers or shiny things rather than the direction you wish for your life. Right, and anytime my spouse chooses something that that wasn't what I was attracted to in the moment, it has the potential for creating conflict. Mm-hmm. So being in alignment, we use this word a lot, being in alignment on these things that are central, that are our worldview, that are our, our core aspirational things, help us as a couple um, use resources in a way that furthers our cause. And we've decided these things are so important that when we make progress on them, we feel good. We feel good about ourselves and we feel good about the uh, participation of our spouse, the leadership of our spouse, whatever, you know, partnership with our spouse. And we want more of that. Yeah. You said something in the prep for this episode that stuck out to me, which was, are we builders or are we consumers? Sure. You know, it, <clears throat> the idea is, you know, if we marry young, we start young in a, in a committed relationship, it is not um, unthinkable that we're going to spend 50-plus years together. That's a really big number. That's mm-hmm. a lot of time. Yeah. You know, what could you accomplish in 50 years if you commit to it, you know, some of the projects that I think of is, you know, Hey, we want to save some money for a vacation next year, or, you know, we want to plan for retirement. You know, that's going to be maybe a 20 year savings goal, Mm -hmm. maybe longer. We want to have kids and they're going to be at home for, you know, 18 years plus or minus. Those are, those are still paling to that 50-year curve, right? That mm-hmm. 50-year time period. You could be totally accidental and go through life and, and maybe have a, an enjoyable life. But you would have to be able to look back and go, what could we have done if we'd really put our heads together? So let's be practical. Yes. So I think uh, I'm imagining a listener thinking, okay, well, so if we want to do something together, how do we do that? How do we find our common values? Because we're not talking about a situation where one person's values right. is the the spot we go mm-hmm. with. We're talking mm-hmm. about the values that the couple makes. Correct. So how do we go about finding our common values? So we've talked about this method. Do you want to outline a little bit of it? Yeah, I think the first thing that I would suggest is that each person in the couple sit down and create um, a sort of brainstormed list. There's no wrong answers Mm -hmm. of everything that's important to them in life. Individually. Individually, separate from each other. And make that as exhaustive a list as you can. How do you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, you think about uh, the important people in your life and why they're important. What, what makes them important to you? What are the important achievements that you've had or people around you have had? What, what characteristics do you appreciate in people, mentors, teachers, friends, family, whatever? What are the kinds of dreams that you have? What, what are you reaching for? What do you feel led to or, or compelled to? Yeah, what, another way that I think of it is what characteristics did you really respect in core people? in your life. Yeah. Were they hospitable? Were they giving? Were they, um, you know, committed? Were they, you know, were they driven? What, you know, what was it that you go, man, I really want that 
in my story. Yeah. And so I want to point out what Jeff is saying is, is that it's really difficult to create shared values if you haven't spent some time um, getting inside of your own mind in your own history and discovering what has kind of resided there as important to you for a long time. And I do think it's important to know why certain things are important or not important to you. Right. Because one of the potential pitfalls or traps you might fall into is that you're just doing the opposite of someone else. Sure. And sometimes that has a, you know, a dilemma that comes with it, which is you end up not actually getting where you want to go by doing the opposite. You know, sometimes you do go where you want to go, but sometimes you don't. So I think it's important to know why you like the things you state on your list. And then I think once you both have a a list that feels exhaustive to each of you, you sit down and you share your list. Mm -hmm. And the rule of thumb is if your partner has something on their list that you didn't catch when you were brainstorming your list, go ahead and put it on your list. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the end, once you've both shared what's important to you and had a conversation or a series of conversations about what's important. Yeah. Uh, And I want to interrupt here because I think, you know, when I've gone through this process with, with my wife and I'm starting to read my list, she'll interrupt me and say, that is total. I totally see that as important to you. Yeah. I see when you make choices, I see how you, you know, veer towards this. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see, you know, so your spouse should be able to, to recognize some of these traits. Yes. Um, and maybe a few that you didn't write down. And that's very helpful to have someone outside you saying, hey, I think this might be important to you. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did I forget that? Mm-hmm. So it's helpful. So once you've shared your list and you've, um, you've sort of compared, then I think the thing to do is to find the ones that are in common Mm-hmm. that have some significant overlap. There's a good chance that the kind of language you're using will be different than your partner's. Right. But hopefully there's some synonyms there and you can begin to form some um, ideas mm-hmm. that are fundamentally in common. Do a little negotiating if you have to, like, mm-hmm. uh, and then find that list. There, there might be three things, there might be five things, there might be 10 things, doesn't matter how many things. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some that are, like really, really important to the two of you. And once you have that, that's your list of common values. Mm-hmm. At that point, you need to be thinking about what it is you're going to do with them. Right. We, we, when we talk about values, we talk about them with respect to how we're going to spend our resources. A lot of times we'll talk about the resource of money because that's what our podcast is about. But the truth is there are other resources like time and energy and love and all kinds of different resources that we have available. Not all of the resources are money, obviously. And just because you value something, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to spend money on it. Although oftentimes we will. So you might want to be spending time. Yeah. I, you know, um, we live in a society that kind of believes that the way you solve 95% of the problems is you write a check um, or you Venmo or whatever it is that we do now. Right. Um, In a lot of places in the world where money is not the core resource for people, they become very creative in how to accomplish the things that they value. Of course. And and they do it 
without the finances involved. Right. And I think it's one of the core ways that you recognize that you're doing a good job of establishing values when they're not necessarily things that are real easy to write a check for and, and, and acquire. Um, one of my favorite money quotes is that money creates problems that more money can't solve. Mm-hmm. And it assumes that there are things in life that you can't accomplish finan- with finances. Mm-hmm. I can't buy a better relationship with my spouse. Right. I can't buy love. Right. And so when I start thinking about what our core values are, is I'm starting to ask the question of what is it in our family's life is going to be more important to be a bigger priority, areas that we want to make progress on that aren't about money. Because then what we're asking when we're talking about how are we using our resources is we're using our resources in ways that align with us accomplishing these goals. They're not necessarily purchasing these goals. Mm-hmm. That's a very different idea. Yeah. It's important for us to acknowledge that money is not everything, right? It, right. Although we talk about it a lot, there are certain things in life, like having a loving relationship, mm-hmm. that require a different kind of resource, and we must invest in that. Right. Now, I also want to throw out this idea that just because we are, we have now written our own page, right? You have a page, your spouse has a page. Right. You're working on putting together the third page, which is the, the joint, the shared right. page, our shared value, our core shared values. That does not mean that I'm going to flush away anything else that's on that page that doesn't quite work on the joint page. That's right. In other words... Becoming this thing that we want to build as a couple does not mean that I lose my individual goals or my individual identity. That's right. I'll give a very minor example. So pretty soon where we live, there's a car show. And it's once a year, and I love going, even though this particular one is not the best car show I've ever been to. And my wife doesn't care about cars. So when it's time for the car show to come, I have a conversation with her. Hey, what plans do we have? What's important for us this coming weekend? Do we have anything that we need to attend to? You know, we have this conversation. If she says, no, we're good. We don't have any plans or no, there isn't anything important for us to see ya. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, do you mind if I go to the car show? And she says, of course. So my, this is a, you know, in terms yeah. of values, this is very low on my, right, right, on right. my list, but um, it's a preference, a kind of thing that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. She has th- her things that she likes to do too. And we, we have a habit of making sure that when uh, something like this comes up that we know the other one's not interested in, that we, ha- we have a conversation about it so that it doesn't con- conflict with our common values, the things that are actually important to us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if there's no conflict, then uh, we each do what it is that we're hoping to do, like going to a car show. Correct. So the the idea here is is that, you know, we, we have stuff that we've wanted to um, enjoy, that we've wanted to make progress on since we were kids. Um, we have friends that, that we may not share with our spouse or, or our spouse's friends. We can still have our own life and our own agendas. But what we are saying is, is that we are going to choose, this is a big deal, 
we're going to choose to elevate certain elements of core values that we have co-authored together and that those more often than not, probably significantly more often than not, are going to get first billing when it comes to how we use our time and resources and energy. Yeah, it would would be, in our family, it would be very unusual that a common value is um, less important than an individual value. I can't imagine a situation in which that would be true. So the point the point is, you know, we we make the majority of our decisions, including the financial decisions, with our common values in mind. Even if even if there's not a discussion had, or there can't be a discussion immediately about whatever decision needs to be made, we we think what are our common values and how do I get this particular set of goals or values to move forward? You know, and you kind of introduced an idea that we'll sit down and do this in one setting. And the reality is, is this is a little bit of a moving target, but more importantly, it's something that we want to take enough time in creating that, you know, if we wanted to write it down and put it on the refrigerator. That's what we do. Yeah. Or however it is that you want to memorialize this thing, that you both have put enough work into it. It has been tested. Um, It has been flinched. It has, Mm -hmm. you know, it's gone through some fire um, and some time to realize that this really is who we want to be. Yeah. But that also doesn't mean that it can't be occasionally renegotiated or moved um, as life moves around us. That's right. So this is your list. The big thing that we're talking about is, is nobody should be making this list for you. You should be making this list. Yeah. um, Together with your spouse, together with the person that you have all of this time in front of you um, to do something meaningful. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a like, comment, or review. And tell your friends. New episodes drop weekly. Learn more about Jeff and John at relational-media.com. 